welcome back to another episode of Talking with a Mouseful. I'm Nightingale Nguyen. And I'm Michael Chan. And this is our last episode of 2019. What? Airing, yep, on the last day of 2019. Now, originally, we were going to have a special location for this very special episode, but unfortunately, they were closed. So we are here today at Second Cup. Do not Second rely on Cup. Google Maps. Nope. So we are here today at Second Cup, still a Canadian company at 1000 Bay Street, north of Wellesley at St. Joseph. I am having a very nice Irish cream coffee. What about you, Knight? I am having a chai tea latte with a wild blueberry scone. Ooh. And it's toasted. Take a bite. Okay. I want to know if it's good because I haven't had their scones before. Okay, we're having a taste test to see if it's not poisonous or not. May I try? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, not as good as the scones at Black Canary Cafe. Mm-hmm. Throwback to episode one. But yeah, still good. Still mm-hmm. good. Can taste the blueberries. Mm-hmm. But all right, since this episode is special, we have two extremely special guests today. Their debut single, Inabuyasa, just dropped in early November. And here is a small sample for you all right now. Inabuyasa. Man, that was awesome. And now we have singer Joshua Pravato, guitarist Alex Kachkin, and together they are Twin, Twin Charade. Woo! Welcome to the show, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. good. Yes. Thank you for having us on, guys. Thank you very much. No, thank you for mm-hmm. being here. We're uh, we're honored that you're happy to be on our show. So, congratulations, first of all, on your single and your debut single. It is a wonderful song. I just there's so much about it I want to talk about. Like, what is Inabayasa? It's not English, but it flows off the tongue like so naturally and it's just unforgettable. So what is it? Um, well, the word itself doesn't exist. Mm. Um, the very first existence, the very first time the song came into existence was through a riff, mm-hmm. guitar riff that Alex created. That's sort of how we work. Sent me a riff and um, more or less the word came through a free flow. It just came. Um, as did all the words that aren't English in that song. So. Mm-hmm. They came and they were more an expression of emotion than of thought or any particular meaning. I remember the original idea when you told me what that, what was the meaning of this uh, chanting. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was um, tribal song. Uh, no, 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 it's, it was a marriage tribal song for warrior people or something like that. Yes, yes, yeah, sort of, that, that's where the emotion was in the song. It's sort of mm-hmm. like a, a marriage ritual, something, uh, but something tribal, something primal, um, a primal human expression. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, that's what I saw is, is, is a very primal expression of something like love or passion or marriage ritual and yeah, sort of. So it's a wedding song. <laughs> wedding song, guys. You it heard it right here. Unions. You should start playing this at all your weddings, guys. <laughs> Ask your DJs to play yeah. it. Why not? Make Why it a new not? trend no, exactly. for 2020. For, for, yep, every wedding in 2020 has to have it. 
good, great for slow dancing, salsa, yeah. whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, especially of all the mix of genres. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it joins everything together like a marriage. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah, so you talk about like this rhythm, this emotion, and this this feeling you get. Clearly, you've translated that to your music video, which is your first music video uh, for your band. Could you just kind of walk us through a little bit about the process of getting that video together, all the people involved? So, um, as far as I remember, the main idea behind the music video was to uh, make fun of a lot of music videos, mm -hmm. uh, but in a good way. So, because the the song itself is the mixture of um, metal and maybe hip-hop or EDM. Mm -hmm. So we wanted a music video to look like a um, pop song or a hip-hop song. Right. However, the elements of that song would, have been, would be from metal music. So we started trying different ideas. And originally we wanted to go to Africa. Oh, just wow. because to get this genuine tribal feel right but we didn't have enough budget so we decided to do it in the studio um, I'm not gonna reveal now what it's gonna look like uh, but um, basically what you're gonna see is the elements of pop music and the feel of metal music mm -hmm. it's a weird feeling but it worth experience yeah kind of thing. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, it's I, only an experience you can know when you watch the video. I think so. Yeah. 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 Saying about it and listening about it is not enough. <laughs> yeah. So get onto YouTube and watch that. <laughs> get on everything. And then you've continued because you now have a second single as well, Mona Lisa's Eyes. And yeah, I noticed that uh, that that sound that you bring the, the, I guess almost, I don't know if I would say it was unease that I felt, but yeah, the mixing of this metal with the pop-like sound that you have as well. You brought it into Mona Lisa's eyes, which I thought was amazing. And Alex, your guitar riff in that song. Uh, I don't know if you guys are video gamers, but I used to love a game back in the 80s called Top Gear. Uh -huh. And the, the theme song for that had a, a, the kind of 80s guitar riff that I noticed that you kind of put into it. But then you guys mix that classic older style with a more modern style keeping like uh, some of that EDM in there and uh, it's, it's an amazing song I, I just it blew me away like it's really catchy you know every time I'm listening to it I, it makes me move new it's workout just, song of the year yeah no definitely it's definitely on my workout <laughs> playlist so it'll be like lifting weights. What about you, Josh? Is that yes. you're listening to yourself I while do. you're lifting weights? I do. Admittedly, admittedly, I think both of us like we we are fans of our music. Like we like listening to our songs a lot. Yeah. I, I in the past things I've worked on, I'm hesitant to go back and watch it, like acting work or anything I've made. But this is the first project where I'm like so happy to go back and listen to everything I've made mm -hmm. personally. And I think I think you. But that's also a good thing, like to like what you enjoy, and then when you create something, you enjoy it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a good sign. So the, because um, I noticed that when you were singing on the pieces, it's just there's a lot of passion, a lot of emotion behind, behind how you're sing singing everything. Is it 
So, so is Mona Lisa, is, is it a concept? Like the Mona Lisa's eyes, I mean, is it a concept or is it a person? I was trying to figure that out while I was listening. Um, it's funny you ask because we also have a video for that coming out next year in oh, 2020. Wow. Okay. Um, and the video kind of, the video kind of put in perspective what, what the song was trying to say in an interesting way. We collaborated with a, um, a creative team and, and a creative director who made a piece around it, mm -hmm. around the song, a story, and it actually interpreted the song very well. And so to answer your question, both a person and a concept. Okay, and we look forward to seeing that video. Can't wait for it to drop in 2020. So, more about your sound. Do you guys have a genre that you would put yourself in, like that, that you would say that you are? How would you describe it? Because it's hard for me to do that. There's no like certain definition behind that, unless, mm -hmm. well, it depends on what music you listen to. And of course, if you listen to certain music and then you listen to our music, you will find some elements that would reminiscent mm -hmm. uh, with, the, with your own music. But anyway, so the main idea probably, I see the main idea again. <laughs> um, so the main idea was not to stick to any particular genre, but actually to express what is inside our own soul kind of thing. So mm -hmm. like we both like metal hats in some sort, but at the same time we appreciate the, um, the new like technology that was implemented into uh, contemporary music mm -hmm. and what some other bands do with it, it's just amazing. So we try to do what just, what is coming out naturally and there was no intention to stick to a particular genre. The only thing that we uh, like, a, uh, bulletproof every time is that whenever I send the idea to Josh and then he sends me back um, his ideas are like does it sound like an old school yeah uh, that sounds like shit <laughs> that has been that has been a theme yeah that's fair that's fair to try, try that because like you said we do have an inclination towards like old school rock mm -hmm. right like uh, a lot of the classics like you know I'm a big Queen fan Alex mm -hmm. loves Van Halen and uh, a lot of the classic guitaring and singing, but like to make it modern, to always keep that in mind. Like, can we make this um, contemporary, but still in a way that's authentic, like like to ourselves? Mm -hmm. And to be fair, to answer that question, most people I think would classify it as rock. Like, if we have right. to like break everything down and just say, what is this music? It's still in the spirit of rock. Right. I think. Okay. Or would you say that in a way you're kind of like reintroducing like old school stuff to a newer audience? Would that be a different way to put it? In part, I think it could, yeah. Yeah, because I know that's what's happening a lot of, like, for a lot of things. Like, when things are being remade, it's more like, it's not for the sake of remaking, but it's more like reintroducing it to a newer audience. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. Because right. I yeah. did read, okay, so I was reading about Billie Eilish, and uh, there was an article recently, I forgot where I read it, but it said that we are living in an amazing time for music where... Uh, modern artists, younger artists, are mixing more and more genres together because they grow up with so many different influences around them. So do you find that this period that we're living in has made it so much, I guess, better and accessible? Way, yeah, accessible for you as a band? I totally agree. Yeah. 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 It feels like uh, you're not as boxed in maybe as you were before. You mm -hmm. don't feel the need to be niched in like, you know, yeah. Any one particular avenue. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Big Billie Eilish fan too. She she hits the nail on the head with that. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So Twin Charade. Yeah. That's a really memorable name. 
how did you guys come up with it and, and what does it mean to you guys? Yeah, okay, so <laughs> we, we've, that's a very recent development in our, in our musical process. We've been trying to find the right name for like two years now in the development of this music. We've had so many. I don't even know if I want to list half of them, but towards the end, you know, I guess the process was we realized that it was a very theatrical project and a lot of our ideas were coming from a place of storytelling. Um, and so we also have a little bit of a satirical side to our music and personalities. Uh, Alex, his character is the jester. Mm -hmm. And my character, and that's been a consistent character for him um, over the past decade, I guess, yep. is the jester. And, and for me, it's always been more of like a, like a, like a showman or a circus master. Right. And so we thought, what's the idea that we can pull together here? We arrived at masquerade, something to do with a masquerade, masks, showpiece, mm -hmm. the masquerade, twin masquerade, and um, the charade part. So we have a, we have a team um, that work with us on um, creating the image of the band, creating music videos, the photo shoots, and everything. So uh, and there's also a um, how how do I say that? Creative director. Creative director. Yeah. So the creative director, her name is Ollie. So we were kind of like brainstorming about the uh, the name, about the ideas, and then she just came up with the word charade. So from our part it was twin. The word twin from her part was like charade. So we s slept with this idea a couple of days, and then yeah, that's a very good idea. So I did see your uh, that beautiful photo shoot, like the bathtub and the, the makeup. Is, is that look you're going with the... I know you said the Jester is your consistent character, and you're the showman, Joshua, but like is this... Are you going to carry the look, for example, uh, if you guys start doing live shows, onto that as well? Or so the idea for think? live shows is um, to create that theatrical experience. Like ideally, each song would have a certain uh, aura and uh, of course we would have to change uh, the costumes for each individual song and for Nibayasa specifically that's the costume that we're going to use yeah so different costume and it's sort of um, different iterations of the same characters mm -hmm. so there's the core characters those are what you see in the logo um, top hat cane jester hat guitar right. and those guys through them, we become different characters to suit the style of song or whatever story we have to tell. That's cool. With set pieces and, and possibly additional actors and dancers. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess kind of going in backwards chronological order, how did your band form? Well, Alex and I first met each other seven years ago. Simple like that. Six, seven years yeah. ago. Mm -hmm. um, in Toronto, we, we uh, were part of the formation of a band called The Weird and Wonderful, Frog Rock Root. Mm -hmm. um, and it was great work, I listened to your, your album. And that was, there was three of us in that group. Mm -hmm. um, so drummer, Alex and myself. And uh, we recorded an album, we played for about a year. Mm -hmm. And um, due to certain circumstances, we had to split. Um, certain members had to leave and, and move cross country. And um, there was a little bit of a break where we didn't work on much, but then uh, I guess naturally Alex and I were still in the city close by, mm -hmm. and we had ideas and a lot of passion to share, so it was a natural sort of coming back together and deciding, hey, let's, let's explore some storytelling and, and 
just make something with no expectations. Mm -hmm. So you talk about you guys are being in the city. Is that are you both from Toronto or, or where are you from? Well, originally I'm from uh, Russia, Russia Far East. Oh, okay. So that has nothing to do with Moscow. Right. <laughs> so that's the Pacific Ocean coast. <laughs> yeah. The part which is close to Japan, Korea, China, like that part. Mm -hmm. So I moved to Canada like ten years ago. Well, since then I was I have been participating into like different musical projects. And like Josh said, like around seven years ago, we formed a band. Uh, and two years after that, um, we started working on Twin Charade project. At that time, it wasn't was not Twin Charade. It was just a collaboration, just an idea. Let's do something, and uh, eventually it turned out to be Twin Charade. Uh, has uh, has music always been a part of your life, Alex? Like, uh, or like, how'd you get into it? Yeah, uh, I mean, back home. I was uh, I was also a musician, mm -hmm. um, so I was touring, like playing gigs here and there. Um, I can't say that it was hard, but it was kind of like a job because I could pay my bills off what I was getting from from the gigs. Yeah. And again, if you're a musician, you just you can't get rid of that. It just it, it stays with you like throughout your entire life. Mm -hmm. I will. There was a couple of times when it was tough, and I was about to drop like the, the instrument completely because uh, I have to dedicate my life to something else just to provide for the family and stuff. Yeah. But then um, after a couple months I realized no I can't do that so I grabbed the, instru the instrument again and just continue playing. If it's in you, you can't stop. It's just mm -hmm. it's totally blessing and cursing. You got the, the music anyway, yeah. <laughs> So do you mind telling us what brought you to Canada? Like Sorry, say that again. Uh, oh, do you mind telling us uh, why you moved to Canada? Um, not at all. It's actually it was a spontaneous decision because me and my wife we were living in Japan for three years. Wow. And then we had to move back to Russia due to certain circumstances, political circumstances. And we kind of like driving one day, and she basically proposed, "Hey, let's just move to Canada." Like, okay, sure, let's do it. <laughs> oh, and like nice. In, <laughs> a year later, we just. Immigrated here. <laughs> so how's it been? <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> and were you always in Toronto? Like, did yes, you arrive? yes, yes. In the same area uh, when we uh, arrived here, we um, settled down in, in Etobicoke. Mm -hmm. So since then, we, we still. Uh, Was it an easy transition coming here? You know what? To be honest, not from Russia, but from Japan, because. Um, oh. I'm in love with Japan, to be honest. Same here. <laughs> it's just uh, the fanciest country I've ever seen and I've ever been. Nice people, people too. How they treat people too. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And again, um, I was on a business trip for three years in Japan, so it has nothing to do with immigration. Right. Like so, I didn't have to survive there. It's it's a different experience, but still, like people and the the, the aura and just just the country itself. It's unbelievable so when we came here like the first impression was uh it's boring here <laughs> once you've had it good over there it's so hard to come back yeah and, and again that's compared to japan yeah right and of course once we started living so we explored like some other things and started to appreciate some other things in canada so and yeah it's a, it's a very good country to live in um, so yeah i can't complain well, we're happy to hear that you're happy. <laughs> uh, what about you, Joshua? Like, where are you from? 
um, I am from here, born here, not not Toronto. I, I was born in Newmarket, Ontario, and I grew up in a small town north of that called Keswick, Ontario. I like Simcoe. Yep, cottage country. <laughs> yep, yeah, yep. We just got our Walmart like five, six years ago. It's changed the whole town ever since. Um, <laughs> so how was life there? Keswick, well, very small town, so as you can imagine, kind of knew a lot of people from yeah. the town, like a lot of bumping into the same people over and over again. Uh, Santa Claus Parade, you saw everybody. I uh, went to a very small school too as well, so I knew everyone in the school, like everyone, all grades. So that creates a little bit of a different community. Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey grew up a little while in that town. Oh, so that was always cool, knowing that growing up felt like, whoa, you could be like Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. you be from Keswick? That's, that's a wild idea. Um, yeah. Were you always drawn to music or to performing arts from a young age? Uh, yes. Acting first for me. Uh, like and that's actually how you and I met. Exactly. A few yeah. years ago. Toronto yeah. Academy, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, well, you know how it is. Like acting <laughs> opens the door for so many things too, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it's it's so many different, you can explore so many different avenues by just having the acting seed planted. Like you're doing this podcast now and that's right. an extension in a way of like that acting passion, right? Um, and Jim Carrey kind of opened the door for me for that. And then music kind of came in, I was around 10 or 11 and my uncle made me uh, like a mixed CD. And on the CD was like uh, Styx, Black Sabbath, Queen, um, and like the first time hearing Bohemian Rhapsody and We Are the Champions by Queen just opened up a new dimension in my brain and I was like, what is this? And I tried singing it in the shower like we all do and then after a while I was like, hey, that sounds okay. Maybe I should try doing this in front of someone. Eventually I did and they're like, that's okay for a kid. And yeah. when you're encouraged, you want to like get better, right? When you're encouraged for something at a young age. Yeah, that's, oh, that's kind of how we, that's how the music got in. Mm -hmm. But then eventually you tried to pursue acting, right? Yes. Are you still doing that now? Or? I am, yes, yes. Um, admittedly, my focus has been less so on it. Um, I mean, you guys know how, how that can be. I mean, you yeah. audition, and I think we were having a discussion about this recently. Of when you audition, um, your work, your, your, the, the potential to work or, or to perform is always in someone else's hands. This is the nature of the business, no, and it makes sense. But as artists, we get a little impatient, right? Mm -hmm. And um, music has been like a fantastic outlet to like just perform without permission. Uh, but okay, let's move it back to the band. Yes. <laughs> um, what can we expect to see from you guys in 2020? What, what, what can we look forward to? Aside from your next music video. Yeah, well, yeah, Mona Lisa's Eyes in 2020 and um, many more songs. We have a lot, a lot of songs mm -hmm. um, that are just waiting to be released. So 2020 will be a year of um, probably at least a song a month for the first few months. Oh, nice. Um, wow. And music videos to boot. Mm -hmm. And um, playing live is the thing we're looking forward to the most. Do you guys foresee a, an album anytime soon? Or just singles for now? Well, that was the subject that we have been arguing for a long, long time, and um, originally we wanted to record an album, as everybody does, like it's a classic, classic approach, classical yeah. approach, uh, but then Josh came up with the idea 
and I trust him on that. Uh, so why don't we release, start releasing um, singles? One, two, three, four, and once we have ten, we will add maybe extra five songs and then release an album. That's a great idea. It, it just gives us time to work on each song and work on music videos as well. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, present the audience the product of collaboration and thing. As opposed to waiting for two years when it's complete yeah. and then present. So usually for, for regular band, um, it kind of makes sense when you release an album and then you go on tour because you have to promote your album. For us, since it's a new project, it kind of makes sense to start releasing singles. Mm -hmm. And as soon as, as long as people get to know about us, then we'll get some following just a little bit and then it makes sense to go on tour. I mean, you guys are building that following already. The response has been phenomenal for your music. So, anyways, thank you so much for being on our show. How can people find you online? You can find us on Instagram. Uh, that's our that's our hub right now. Okay. So Instagram's the best place to find us. Uh, so at Twin Charade on Instagram, okay. um, Twin Charade on Facebook, um, and Spotify, and all the streaming platforms. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. And if you have any questions for the band, please let us know and we'll forward it to them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will. And so, yeah, that concludes our episode. We hope you guys all had a wonderful 2019. 2020 is going to bring a lot of amazing things. Please and listen to more Twin Charade happening yes, in 2020. We are so excited to see what it lies ahead for you guys. We're very excited for all your upcoming projects and, uh, and also our own. Uh, yeah. Our next episode will be January 7th for a very special Happy New Year episode, so stay tuned for that. Nightingale, how can people find you online? Oh, y'all can find me on Instagram, which is very inactive, at night.nwin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on Instagram and Twitter as... Very at, active. Yes, I am. As <laughs> at Michael C.W. Chan. You can also go to my website, www.michaelchan.ca. Once again, thank you for listening, and as always, stay, stay hungry. hungry. This has been Talking With Our Mouthful with Michael Chan and Nightingale Nguyen. The music by bensound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you join us on Instagram and Twitter at at TWMF Podcast. We have a lot of bonus content like food pics, behind the scenes shenanigans, and more info about all the places Michael and Nightingale visit. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. A new episode comes out every two weeks. Thanks again for listening and stay hungry.